0: Do 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 I have see a Christmas music stuck in my head.
1: Oh, that's nice. That's uh, actually that's not bad.
0: I'm gonna actually <clears throat> have to think about what I'm doing with my hands because yeah, <laughs> I've never I've never had to hold this myself before.
1: Yeah, I'd mount it on the um, I'd mount it on this lovely glass
0: oh, yeah, that would be a good table plan.
1: in front of us, but It's very glass. (laughs) And uh, the stand is very metal where it clamps. I need to get us like actual proper standing mics at some point. You know, this is just what what the intro to every show is going to be from here on out. Just talking logistics of the show. Okay. That's that's what it's going to be. Hey, I'm Derek. And I'm Tanya. We've got three kids. Rainy?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Emerson? Uh, And And introducing. introducing,
1: We're set to learn about marriage, parenting, and whatever else comes up as we stumble through the joys and sorrows of life.
0: This is the journey of two young homeschooled Christian parents exploring what we're teaching and learning while we grow ourselves and raise our kids.
1: Well, we are in a completely different area for this show.
0: Sitting in somebody else's living room. Yeah. We'll break into your house and. <laughs> do a
1: podcast <laughs> we there. Should do, uh, we should do uh that, that's see, that's our um that's our Patreon. You know, if you if you if you pay us enough money, we'll come break into your house and do an episode in your living room. So we yeah, we are actually in Georgia uh right now. And for what, Tanya?
0: It is to number 1 help out with um one of my friends Katie who is getting married in 2 days um help with wedding prep and stuff and also to celebrate our anniversary early um because we're going to be out of town other times with family around that time and then having a baby really close to there so this was something that we were like oh we can lop on another another Meaning to this trip, and yeah. then also we were like, Well, it can also be our baby moon because,
1: yeah, exactly, you know,
0: get away a little bit before baby number three.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: what happened on Saturday, Derek?
1: Saturday, we got our 20 week ultrasound and we discovered that our little baby is a girl.
0: Yay! Boo. I was convinced it was a boy, <clears throat> it just goes to show every single time. It's the exact opposite of what I've com- I'm convinced of. Yes, it really has time. been.
1: So, yeah, Rainy, you, you thought it'd be a boy because you thought I couldn't make girls. <laughs> your mother convinced make- me. Yeah, I know. And then Murray, you just thought it was a girl for, I don't know what your reasoning there was.
0: I was really sick again, so I think... I was just like, oh, it has to be a girl because I'm really sick. And Mm -hmm. girls are the only ones that make you sick because everybody will tell you, oh, you're having a boy. That's what makes you sick. Oh, you're having a girl. That's what
1: makes you sick.
0: (laughs) Everybody has an explanation for hyperemesis, but Mm -hmm. science does not yet. So if you are a scientist out there, I implore you, as will many women, I mean, even honestly, there's so many hospitals that don't have procedures and programs in order uh, for dealing with hyperemesis. And people have to advocate for themselves a lot. And that's really exhausting and not fun when you are really sick. No. So.
1: No. Nope. But yeah, so we have a little girl. And what is her name? Are we, t- are we telling the people her name? Yeah,
0: well... We've already shared it. Oh, yeah. On I guess our, we have shared I it. I haven't shared it on our set to learn page, but we're mm-hmm. planning on calling her Atlas Agape. Woo.
1: You want to? Mast. Mast, yes. <laughs> Atlas um, Agape Cooper. No.
0: And Atlas means to carry, and Agape is unconditional love for humanity. Mm hmm. So we thought that was a pretty great combo.
1: Yeah. Our little Addie, Addie A. <laughs> so, with that, do you want to give us a pregnancy update?
0: Um, yeah, I'm having. Last week, I had some really good days. I was able to clean the house and do some stuff like that, which yeah. was fantastic.
1: You were beast last week. <laughs> I, uh, I when you wanted to it. clean
0: your house for months, and you finally can, and you have nesting on top of it. It's a dangerous game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this week, how would you rate this week compared <laughs> to last week?
0: I, I wish that I could just say like every day is good or every day is bad or something, but yeah. honestly, like there's so much flux. There has never been a day in all of the past months that I haven't felt sick at some point. Yeah, And most days I've felt sick the majority of the day. Um, The levels of sick depend. Like, do I have to go and lay down and try not to vomit? I have had a lot of that um, in specific parts of this week. So that's a little disappointing. Mm -hmm. I realized that I was hoping to do a lot of exploring and stuff um, in Georgia. And that just isn't the reality. So we got to take it really slow with each other, which is a big blessing as well.
1: Yeah, it's been really nice to just kick back and do nothing some.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, we, we at least got to go into Chattanooga and, and, uh, you know, see the, see the area. Um, but,
0: um, and hopefully Lord willing tonight, my stomach will be okay when I'm leading the bachelorette party.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. I will not
0: be drinking, but I might be throwing up.
1: (laughs) It's it's uh it's all about getting into that party spirit, right? Oh goodness, uh,
0: it's not going to be that kind of a party. No, just no, no, to, no, it's not. That's it.
1: It's a joke. That's yeah. a joke, son. Um, we've been playing a lot of video games. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, follow up. Uh, Jesse asked me, um, just kind of, he messaged me saying, "Hey, I'm just really curious that video game that you guys were talking about, Tanya finding video game footage for." <laughs> um, what, what was that? Cause we never mentioned it.
0: Oh, okay. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So the game is called We Happy Few. Yes. And it was kickstarted, right?
1: I believe so. Yeah. I believe um, that was its origin.
0: Yeah. So, and I don't know enough of like video game producers. You could probably speak into that more. Cause there are, there are a few glitches and stuff and the loading screens are pretty long, but The game is phenomenal. It's supposed to be set in like the 1960s, 1970s, um, roughly around that point in time um, in a world that Germany won the war Mm -hmm. Um, and it's uh, the art style. I don't even know what to call it. It's it's like meant to look realistic, but not like uber realistic, like you've got cartoonish the, realistic.
1: Yeah. You've got the cartoonish British features, like large noses and, and like, but yeah. And it's but, supposed
0: to be in like Britain or and, whatever. The and area. all
1: the accents are just, oh, they're glorious. Yeah.
0: But the art itself is really enjoyable too. Cause I kind of get tired of realistic video games. I like a little realistic bit of, video
1: games are terrible.
0: <laughs> I like, I like the different art styles that come through. And, yeah. um, so basically you, uh, the, the main premise of the game is that everybody has been drugged for years Mm -hmm. on a pill called joy. And it's literally what it sounds like every, it makes you really, really happy and you forget your memories and you're docile and, and, and submissive. And so everybody is wandering around with big smiles on their face. You can look up the trailer for we happy few. It's pretty awesome. Um, and there are bobbies walking around, making sure everybody's doing their job. Mm-hmm. And when you get into some of the higher districts, there are doctors who can sniff if you're not on your drugs who will come and find you. Mm-hmm. So um, you're trying to find your brother who um, has special needs, who you were separated from when they shipped most of the kids out um, to Germany, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um So honestly, you're like building on your memories the entire time because you've been drugged for years and finally you are, you've decided to not take your pill anymore and to figure things out Mm -hmm. and you get kicked out of your town and your job and so you got to work your way back through and...
1: You're now one of the weistrels.
0: Yeah. So of course there's the outer districts where everyone's a little crazy.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. You got some plague going on. So you got some zombie elements sometimes.
0: Yeah. But uh, not like Fallout 4 where it's like uh, no. terrifying. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, I mean, it <laughs> there's is a few jump scares, but it's oh, yeah. not.
1: It's it's meant to be sometimes disturbing, but. Uh, uh...
0: So it's very dark, but like the art is really bright. And if you are on joy, everything is kind of rainbowy. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in withdrawal from it and you're really suspicious and you can't let people see you because then they know you're in withdrawal. uh then everything's kind of red and dark and scary. And then when you finally withdrawn and you're not in psychosis, you uh, can see things as they are,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: which is also disturbing sometimes. So anyways, that is honestly like I I have a little bit of a deep twisted soul and I get excited about (laughs)
1: like,
0: I mean the mystery of this type of a game, but also there's just enough like Weird to pique my interest.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: We're enjoying it so far.
1: We are. So uh, we left out the fact that we actually now have bought this game. I got it for Tanya for her birthday. Yep. And.
0: We don't play video games around our kids. That's something that we've talked through. I think the kids have seen me playing this a little bit because honestly mm-hmm. it's not. It's rarely violent unless. Unless you're being really stupid, which. Honestly, sometimes you are. But, um, <laughs> it's not like Just Fallout Four where there's gonna be the like streets. zombies jumping on top of you yeah. randomly, and
1: yeah, the major mechanic in Fallout is that first-person shooter. Whereas this, it's it's a bit more first-person exploration, questy sort of stuff.
0: And you do have a survival option if you want that you have to continually eat and find water, so mm-hmm. you're scavenging a lot. We didn't do that for this. Time around, we just kind of wanted an easier gameplay because there's still lots of stuff that you have to find.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: And I didn't really want to have to break into houses that I didn't need to.
1: Yeah, and uh, there there's something about um, you know not doing the hard setting when you just want to enjoy the story of the game when you have two kids and you have no time and you only have a vacation to play a large chunk of the (laughs) game on. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And very humorous too. Yeah, that British humor all mixed into there. Yes, your character, um, one of his, one of his uh, defining qualities is British, and the description of that (laughs) is just repressed. Everything else has like a paragraph worth of description, but British just says repressed.
1: Yeah. So for for those of you who have played RPGs and are familiar with like all the character trait trees that you can like upgrade with points and stuff has one of those but it also has like just for Arthur like, like Tanya was saying he has a bunch of like it, unremarkable it's
0: people will not find you suspicious as easily
1: yeah uh, he has a, a bunch of inherent character traits which is which is funny yeah all right uh where to from here are we ready to get into what we've learned so, so what we have learned of ties to our lives today. We should do the whole song. Whole song. We sing the whole song right now.
0: No. Yeah. No. No, let's do it. No. It'll be fun. It'll
1: be great. Nope. And then we can play it every time that we do the segment in the future. No. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> that is a very definite no for me on that
1: one. That is a very solid no.
0: We have said, we love singing like folky songs together. And we have said maybe sometime we'll actually get yeah. around to recording something and put it somewhere randomly.
1: Mm-hmm. Need to uh, borrow a couple of mics from church at some point and we'll mm. mic the piano, mic ourselves, you know, once once we're not uh, trying to survive. Yeah. You first? Sure. Here we go. So the kids, so something that I've learned is that the kids not getting up at 5.30 to 6.00 really motivates me to get up early and just <laughs> be and do stuff and hang out and just have that time cuz i know that they're not going to actually get up at 5:30 or 6 potentially Yeah
0: it's weird to talk about normal life stuff when we've been out of it for a few days Yeah i feel like i'm in an alternate reality
1: Yeah and and for and it's been so long i mean we've talked about this before about how Murray just uh, for a long time didn't have a sleep schedule. We finally forced him to have a sleep schedule because we had to because you got really sick.
0: And by forced, um, you just mean like encouraged him to to cuddle with you instead of nursing every time he woke up.
1: Right, right. Just didn't uh, reduce his options that were attractive to him in the middle of the night. Yeah, um, which is still, I mean. Yeah, anyway. But recently he was teething
0: and like woke up kind of like scream sobbing. And we brought him into bed with Derek brought him in to me and I just cuddled him like no nursing. Mm -hmm. And he just went (sighs) inside this really deep sigh (laughs) and then started snoring. And it was like it was like two minutes in our bed and he was out. But he just needed his people for a moment. It was too early to give him Tylenol again. And honestly, I should look into children's ibuprofen, because if he teethes this bad, mm-hmm. um, that might be more useful.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Although
0: there was just a recall on children's ibuprofen, so I'm like Oh really? Yeah. Oh.
1: Hmm.
0: You know me, always following those you are, handy dandy recalls.
1: You are on the pulse <laughs> of of the recalls. Don't eat
0: avocados from California,
1: yeah, yeah, that was a thing that happened, but all of our, <clears throat> uh, all
0: of ours were from Mexico.
1: Yeah, we've got free shavakadoos from uh, <laughs> Mexico.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, more to add on that.
1: Um, just that, yeah. So, I've been been getting up at four, four thirty. Um, as long as I hadn't go to bed too crazy late, and just kind of doing stuff I've been a little I've been much more productive in the mornings been able to more reliably you know get dishes in the dishwasher clean things up make things tidy for my beautiful wife who is uh you know hanging out with the kids for the first few hours of the morning and um yeah boy it's nice to have that like spot spot of normality I do uh, think that life.
0: like resetting your house to like a common ground at the end of every day or at the mm-hmm. beginning of every day is a really good practice and really good for one's sanity.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually the other thing the, the other thing I've learned is that I've been for the past few months, I've been trying to reset the house like kind of after the kids are in bed. Um Tanya's up watching ASMR. I come downstairs <laughs>
0: always sometimes I'm working on well yeah I mean sometimes you're working on stuff and watching
1: ASMR (laughs) no um but but yeah like the kind of the end of the day once the kids go to bed Tanya kind of goes up to the bed to work on stuff or whatever and I fall asleep (laughs) or fall asleep and I try to go down to the living room and um clean stuff up. And often what happens is I've gotten into a pattern of waiting for kids to come out of the room. So I just kind of sit there and do nothing waiting. And uh, then it just keeps going until it's nine o'clock and then 10 o'clock and then I don't do anything. So I've recently decided I'm not going to do that. And instead I'm going to sit in bed with my wife And then do all of that in the morning because I am much more energized in the morning.
0: I watch like YouTube meme videos and then fall asleep on the couch.
1: Yeah, that happens. With the
0: greatest passion to accomplish things within his heart. (laughs) And this I know.
1: (laughs) You're very sweet. You're very kind to me. Uh, So, yeah, that about wraps that one up. It is funny
0: at night. If Derek and I are both like laying there trying to relax, I'm listening to ASMR and he's laughing uproariously at YouTube
1: meme <laughs> videos
0: and I can hear these people talking in weird accents and shouting and I'm like this is not relaxing at all, Derek.
1: Chicken strips.
0: <laughs> um
1: yeah, so So that's
0: just um <laughs> one of those glorious differences in marriage.
1: Yep. Oh yes. Oh my goodness. I love you and your oddities. <laughs> Thank you. Uh and, it, and of course it makes it funnier when I know I probably shouldn't be laughing at random things right next to you as you're trying to relax. And then I'm just trying to hold it in. And then <laughs> you know how that works. We've all had laughing fits in the church pew on Sunday morning.
0: So something that I've learned. Yes. Um, going back to Saturday with each with each child, it's crazy how much easier it becomes to read that ultrasound. I think yes, the first time yes. that we like looked at an ultrasound, we were like, it's not a baby or a potato. What is that? <laughs> but this like third baby, we're like, we knew what everything was that we were looking at without mm-hmm. her saying, um, which is super cool.
1: Yeah, you can see the the kind of the cutaway of the... Not, sonic, not sonogram. I guess it's kind of a sonogram, but it's at the ultrasound ultrasound kind of the cutaway of the ultrasound like moving through the skull and down to you know the various you know cross sections Our of the baby kidneys which is, yeah etc they're really cool yeah. and it makes you feel really smart once you get to that point
0: yeah maybe next year i'll be an ultrasound tech
1: <laughs> yeah um, why not just kidding
0: <laughs> i really like what i do
1: yeah and you're good
0: at it <laughs> well
1: thank you somebody hire her <laughs> uh, I, I have enough stuff.
0: on my plate right now <laughs> but thank you I do I'm not like pursuing freelance stuff really I've had like stuff fall into my lap and I'm like well if I really wanted to do freelance stuff I could pursue this person and check in and be like hey how's this this going but um, my plate is really full and mm-hmm. so no
1: yeah I've learned about mustache wax <laughs> And uh then ironically, like since I've since I wrote this down, I've now like trimmed my mustache where I don't need mustache wax anymore. But um
0: Yeah. If your mustache is like thick enough that you have to like mat it down with wax, you might just need to trim.
1: It's it wasn't like that wasn't the reason that I got it. I mean it's for like it's if you want to grow your mustache out. If I mean if you want to go handlebar and like like do the like the curly things at the end of the at the end of the stash, the, you can do that too, but it's not necessarily for that.
0: Yeah, don't do it's that. It's
1: for if you want to grow your mustache and like you swoop them to the sides. mustache. Okay, so
0: I talk to putting... us because there's a lot of hair on your face. Yes. There's beard balm, there's beer o- beard oil, there's mustache mm-hmm. wax. Talk about what you like and why. Just... Okay.
1: Beard balm, I so... I don't feel like the expert on this, but I'll give you what I have in my head about. From what your these tried and
0: are. true experience.
1: Yeah. So beard oil is for um would be good for like the initial steps of growing a beard where your face gets really itchy. Helps um to uh moisturize some some of that that's good for that sort of thing. Makes your beard look luscious. Um Beard balm is more for starting to tame tame a very wild beard. Like put you put beard balm in to kind of shape it a little bit. Not as much as like gel or mousse for your It's more waxy hair. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more waxy. Well it's no, it's not waxy. It's
0: like somewhere between the texture of lotion and like hair wax. Yeah. Which is what like that's what I think of.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a little bit more of that lotion uh, the lotion y is a good um adjective um but that also helps to you know m- make your beard soft and um also like tame the wildness mustache wax is um straight up like wax that you put on your mustache to make your hairs do whatever you want except for that one hair that's that sticks up right by your nose that just doesn't listen <laughs> to anything the- <laughs> apparently
0: that one just needs to go and you
1: put on half the uh well i've tamed it now it's uh it is tamed but um but yeah i and and along with the mustache wax i've learned like so i finally trimmed my mustache because i was tired of like we're getting to the end of the beard season for me so i'm like i could put a lot of effort into my mustache right now but it's not gonna be you know super, it's not going to continue on for more than like a month and a half at this point. And I'm like, I'm tired of like throughout the day, the mustache hairs drooping and me eating them. And I keep putting my hands in front of my face and that's not good for mics. <laughs> um, but, um, and uh, you know, making my wife eat them while I'm trying to figure out how to do this. But so I trimmed it and my mustache looks much worse, but uh, you know, it is. it does it is.
0: not look worse. It looks better to me. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Well, you're sweet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Something else that I've been learning for a while or just trying to implement is um, when I'm only partially to blame for a situation or if there's something that I could have done better, but it largely maybe rests on someone else. Ah. Not feeling necessary to like blame somebody else for something that failed or didn't go as i expected and this is mostly like job related but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah. just like real i mean like recently realizing i was going to try to take off um from doing unnecess- <laughs> unnecessary it's really hard to <laughs> to describe anything as unnecessary in this yeah, job right. but i mean if i didn't have to do it i was going to try really hard to unplug from work for a week yeah and it's hard when you're trying to post Um, to social media for, for someone, but try to like keep the other work till, um, not during my getaway week um, Mm -hmm. because I really wanted to be fully here. Um, and then I had a lot of last minute requests to do stuff because people just didn't know that I was going to be gone. All the staff knew, but, Mm -hmm. um, people within the church wanting things. And, um, I was like, well, like nobody else is going to do it and I should do it. And, um, but then I was frustrated with myself and like, well, I, like I said that I was going to be off and everything anyways, like I can blame, I can blame things for coming in late and people not like following the boundaries that I've set up for myself in the past, but also, um, f- to create growth and change for myself, I need to realize that I just need to create stronger boundaries for myself. So I guess like, yeah, you know, between the two of those <clears throat> I have a lot of power over the one and blaming someone like is easy and easy to walk away from it and be like, well, it's somebody else's fault. But like when I take personal responsibility, even for creating the change, then the change can happen. So yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I think that that's true in a lot of ways in life. Like we don't want to be comparing ourselves to others. That doesn't, that doesn't ever bring change or like if you're motivated by bitterness, that's not good change. Um, so anything else
1: oh sure Um, something else I've learned is uh, our fancy coffee pot doesn't stop when you pull the pot out while it's brewing
0: yes there's a button that you have to press yes
1: I didn't know this and I got coffee everywhere and uh, that's pretty much how that went down and uh, that's (laughs) all I have for you there it's really funny um, going this long between episodes I forget About what I've written down over the last few weeks. And then it's like, oh, I remember that happened. I thought that was like a year ago. Is that like, is that at all like it is for you?
0: I just have deja vu because I don't know what I talked about on the show or what I was talking about to somebody else.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. What else have you learned?
0: Um, Well, the last thing is just that. With this season of life where we're constantly switching out um, our expectations with reality and just being grateful for what we have and <laughs> and just like letting go of maybe the things that we can't do right now. I mean, I was really like I said, I was really imagining this week to be a time of exploration and seeing all the cute little coffee shops and going hiking and all sorts of stuff. And that just hasn't been the reality of um where i've been feeling what i've been feeling up to doing which is hard but um just being able to purposefully um and slowly and uniquely say i love you in all sorts of different ways i mean not actually just the words i love you but express love for each other um really purposefully and not rushed mm-hmm. and not with tiny humans jumping jumping around and living life excitedly and passionately Mm -hmm. has been really, really, really good. Um,
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: You can do that in any season of life. So, I mean, it's way easier now without other distractions, but that's been super valuable.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, managing expectations.
1: Yeah. I have one more thing that I've learned that... I feel weird about bringing it up because you were just really deep there for a second. It's much more uh, intellectual. Pot-ish. Well, not coffee pot ish, but I'm about to nerd out here pretty bad. Just as a warning. Is this about infrareds? You, it it is it is about.
0: Is this actually something that people want to hear? And how many quarters are you going to need to give afterwards?
1: Well, we don't have the quarter jar here, so I'm I'm good to go. I'm keeping
0: tabs, dude. <laughs> this is going to be like a five-quarter jar thing based off of the rants that I've heard the last few weeks, and I love you, dear, but...
1: Okay, well, I'll start out everybody with,
0: Everybody like who a- comes into our house, Derek gives an infrared <laughs> rant, and I'm like, that's nice, dear, but, like, I don't think people really want to hear this. I've
1: learned so much about thermal energy in the last week. So last week... My company sent me to go learn about um, infrared cameras and how we can use them.
0: This is what leads people into counseling
1: (laughs) in our job. Because I'm an electrician, I do solar stuff. I, uh, you know, I'm. uh, We deal with things that get that if they go very wrong, they get warmer. So this is the point. This is the reason why we're going to go do this. (laughs) Stop! Stop making faces! I can't take it. Um, but, uh, so (laughs)
0: that was me knocking Derek out with a microphone. (laughs) Um, this is, this is not that bad, but I've heard this rant about five or six times. Yeah. So you're um, about tired of it now, huh? I was tired of it the first time.
1: I'm sure you were.
0: It's, I'm very excited for you and are learning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, so anyway, so it was a week long thing, like from Tuesday to Friday, and I learned a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to go into all of it because that's just crazy. I, I, that would be like 700 quarters in the jar. But uh, an interesting piece of trivia I learned is like why, why tile feels colder than carpet. Um, Talking about the conductivity of different materials, you know, certain things conduct heat better than others. Um, And what's actually happening, like, the tile is not necessarily colder than the carpet, but the tile is more conductive. So your foot actually conducts heat to the tile, making your foot feel colder which I just thought was really fascinating because you always think about tile. Oh, the tile must be colder than the carpet for whatever reason. No, the tile sucks the heat out of your foot and makes the little nerves in your foot feel cold. I just thought that was absolutely fascinating. And it really like turned around my whole look on like how heat works. And uh, anyway. I thought it was really cool, and I wanted to share that, and the and how many quarters am I up to? So many quarters. Okay, we'll settle up once we get back to PA, but um, that is that. <clears throat> so I thought for a topic today, um, is there anything else we should do before we do topic
0: I mean, when we were going to record on April Fool's Day, I was going to tell funny April Fool's stories, but I still don't know what you're planning on talking about. So maybe we should just, I don't know if it's going to be another infrared topic (laughs) and I'm scared to add or take away anything.
1: Uh, So I wanted to talk about college fraud and I'll explain to you the whole like story of what happened. Um,
0: And the relevancy too. Are you going to
1: explain that? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this this whole this fits into like my thoughts on learning and school in general and it's going to be a kind of a predecessor to the unschooling topic that will be incoming at some point.
0: Yeah, we once I, actually you, research. I think you promised that that would be this episode. No,
1: I so I I remember specifically saying in the next couple of episodes. Okay. So that could be probably up to up to like 4 episodes from now. I I could probably stretch it that far. I know couple means two so really should be next next episode but we'll see life happens listeners so the fbi busted a bunch of rich parents for for essentially gaming the college admission um system and the ways that they like this was like ceos and like famous actresses like Lori Laughlin, who I don't know, but apparently everybody else knows from, uh, was it Full House or something that she was a part of? Um, but uh, like a bunch of these um, people have been getting their children into prestigious colleges with very unsavory tactics.
0: You know what? I feel like I had like a whiff of this from some something yeah it it so it's it, been a pretty big deal
1: it zoomed it? around the internet like crazy um i heard like i heard about it i'm like okay fine people do that and then i heard about it from someone else and then someone else and like it there were like three podcasts that i listened to that talked about it and i'm like oh wow this hit a nerve with people i wonder but they're why they're
0: still self-made
1: <laughs> yeah yeah self-made ceos and stuff and um so, so anyway, so parents spent anywhere from $200,000 to $6.5 million for guaranteed admission to, uh, colleges like Yale, Stanford, and Georgetown, others, uh, USC, I think was one of them. Um, there's like 33 parents charged so far with a total of 50 people charged, uh, 50 people or more charged, like Including coaches, like college coaches, and like that was a pretty big deal. And apparently, there's still more to go. This is so. Just is there the legal their-
0: measures being taken against them? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. Like people are being arrested for um, being bribed for this, um, and bribing, and yeah, people bribing, being bribed. Um, there's actually like a tax, um, a tax fraud part of this too. Uh, there's because. So there's this one guy, um, what's his name? I don't really care, but uh, William Rick Singer. He created this uh, organization, at like a charitable, he created this <clears throat> company and made it uh, like a charitable organization to help people um, get into college. But so that pe- when people paid him money to go bribe people, they could write it off on their taxes as a charitable donation which is just you know really scummy. Um, but they fabricated athletic profiles or helped their kids cheat on SATs and ACTs. Either the kids would not take the tests at all or they'd take the tests unknowingly and then they'd take the tests and then have someone take those tests and change the answers without the kids knowing. Some of the kids knew, some of the kids didn't know. It's this whole big thing like... Where people want, like, absolutely, desperately want their kids to be in a particular college for whatever, you know, whatever future they want to pursue. The kid probably doesn't even know what they're doing, what they want to do yet, but they're like, I have to be in this college. Let's see what else is interesting. Like, going so far as like Photoshop, Photoshopping athletic pictures with their kids' faces on them. Oh. And and putting them in the admission, and like oh, it's it's all it's crazy, it's very silly. Um, so I thought this was fascinating. It's it's a it's I I th- it's a symptom of college becoming far too important in our culture. It's a
0: commentary on what we think, think of
1: education. For yeah, sure. it is absolutely and,
0: and specific levels of education or standing.
1: Yeah what and and what do we what do we need to have on what paperwork do we need to have to feel like we can then make a productive life out of ourselves
0: and how many different steps in life how many choices would lead you to being okay with doctoring your kids photos and brabbing i know like I mean, I wonder what the earlier symptoms of that would look like, because I really do want what's best for my kids. And I've thought about that before, even like getting rainy into dance classes. I'm like, well, if we're going to like put the time and investment in something like I would like it to be valuable.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: would like it to be like useful. Right. But I also think that it would be incredibly valuable if she was just enjoying it and socializing with people and learning things about life like that. Mm-hmm. Um So I get it to an extent. And I wonder how many choices had to be made in academics or, I don't know, extracurriculars for them to reach that point.
1: Yeah. And and I mean, like, this has been going on much before this with more semi-legal methods with, you know, if you donate a ton of money to a school and your name is on a building, are they going to deny your kid entrance to college? Like it's there's there's an underlying assumption there that well yeah of course if you' if your dad um paid for a building on campus yeah, of course you're gonna get into that college mm-hmm. like um if you have a lot of money- like there's a privilege element here uh as well, which is interesting to think about um, but there's there's also the aspect that if you have if you have a company that is only accepting that, that needs to see like a prestigious school on your uh, you know on the prospective employees uh, paperwork like resume this should very much concern you about what you're actually looking for like I know college can be a nice sifter out of like the of the people who are more dedicated but I think this is a symptom of, not a symptom, but like a a good like sign to employers to say, hey, you should be looking at more than just colleges, you know, which college this kid has gotten into to see if they're, you know, valuable for your workforce. I think we're starting to see, I think we're going to start seeing a college hit the cycle where okay college is no longer as necessary and and really i mean i'm probably going to talk more about this in whatever unschooling episode i end up doing that is not uh, guaranteed to be next time but uh you know (laughs) (laughs) um but the internet and uh, the internet makes everything so much more accessible and and given a proper environment where a kid is encouraged to um Explore and learn stuff on their own and pursue their interests. You can learn so much more than if you just stick them in a in a prestigious college that, you know, has professors that are I don't know also have good credentials but maybe don't teach well. Like, there's so many problems with that that I see just from the outside. With colleges that I've heard about from people who have gone to college, you know everybody has the professor they hate because they're clearly incompetent. Um, and um, it, it's it's just such a a mixed bag, and and the debt we're putting kids through is terrible. And it's and because
0: there's politics within that system too. Yeah, that
1: it, the the college system grew out of a desire to share information and educate people because people new stuff that they that they knew was important um that information is becoming more freely available and not as important to paywall you know uh and yeah anyway uh it's it's one thing that it's one thing that i am interested at continuing to watch the internet change um i know there's been colleges that are like especially like Christian colleges that have started um, dying because they just don't have the attendance or they didn't um, uh, transfer to online stuff quickly. And which is really sad. I don't know if there's normal colleges, you know, that are still having that problem yet, but um, anyway, that's, that's about all I, I got there. It was just a pondering and a rant and, uh, such forth do you have any other thoughts on that nope okay so in conclusion uh <laughs> don't go to college and and unschool your children <laughs> but not really not really no college absolutely has a place if if the pursuit and the i mean if the pursuit is a particular kind of knowledge that you know that this school is good at teaching and you know and, and you can't get it get it anywhere else, or you need that accountability that college provides or whatever. I mean, there's...
0: We need doctors and scientists. Exactly,
1: yeah. Doctors, it seems like college is a good thing. And I, surgeons. Yeah, that would be a good thing to have, like, standardized, rigorous education on. But, you know, business business school, eh, I, would, I would find that better probably as an apprenticeship, but uh, hmm. that's just me. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about this before I dig myself too deep in a hole. Uh, but, yeah. Again, um, if you guys want to get in contact with us, you can talk to us on Instagram, DM, at uh, set to learn, Or you can give us a talkie comment <laughs> at settolearn.com slash talk. Um, you mean a voicemail? Yeah, a voicemail or a talkie message. I'm gonna start calling them talkie messages.
0: Good. This is really gonna illustrate the importance of
1: college to many people. <laughs> yes.
0: Why use much words when few words, <laughs> when few words say same thing?
1: <laughs> I do enjoy doing that a lot, just for the sake. Of what What was something I was talking to Katie about? Oh, call me music during uh, during during the food time. Um, like if she wanted me to play some playing music for for the wedding, you know, just playing music off of my phone. I said, "Do you want call me music for during uh, food time, and then you know the dancey music for the dance time?" I I just enjoy that anyway. Uh, but, uh, if you have thoughts that you want to push back on, um, push back on anything or have questions about, you know, the idea of unschooling or stuff that you want to make sure I address in the unschooling episode that is to be forthcoming.
0: And again, when we do, when we do do that, do you (laughs) do, when we do do that, uh, I am going to put up a spot for questions on Instagram.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Yeah, if you don't have Instagram or think Instagram is dumb or just want to totally go around Instagram, feel free to contact us. Yeah, means.
1: All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. I love you. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to um to podcast with you again. Yeah, it's so wonderful when we can do this.
0: And who knows what whose living room we'll be in next?
1: Yeah, watch out.
0: Tune in next week when. Derek and Tanya are podcasting from jail because they were caught in a random stranger's house.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to follow or talk to us, you can do that on Instagram at set to learn or leave us a voice message at settolearn.com slash talk and you could be on the show. But until next time, keep learning.